Welcome to The Truth About Locks. I'm Yesha Nasheen L, and I'm happy to bring you episode 7. And in this episode, what we're going to discuss is different dreadlock tools. It's important for you to understand these different tools because they not only involve starting locks, but most of them also involve maintaining locks as well. People often get confused still about the differences between repair and maintenance, but then they also get confused about how to take care of their locks in the maintenance, what you should do when you're not seeing a loctician, and becoming familiar with the different techniques that you need to use to do it on your own if you'd like to. It's no problem. There's nothing wrong with doing your locks on your own. But it's just good to have a loctician around to help you keep them maintained professionally in case something goes wrong or you happen to make a mistake, uh, join two locks together, using tools, things like that. So I want to reiterate on some of the things you should not do in maintaining and starting your locks. One of the number one things that is a no-no is rubber bands. I know I spoke about this before. Rubber bands choke out your roots. They choke out the shafts of your locks. And the only way I would use rubber bands is if I were doing a temporary style, like two-strand twists, where I would put the rubber bands at the bottom, or updos, ponytails, certain things like that. I wouldn't use rubber bands in repair, maintenance, or even starting locks at all. It just chokes the hair out. It's a no-no. You don't need rubber bands. You use the proper tools and techniques and you don't need rubber bands. I had a client a couple of weeks ago who came in needing some fill-in work because they had beads that choked their locks up and down the shafts. They had maybe like five or six beads on each lock up and down the shaft. So what that did was it choked them out so you see like bumps up and down. It wasn't a smooth lock. Uh, I also had another client who literally did have rubber bands all through his locks, trying to keep them together because he didn't like the flyaways. He didn't understand how to put the little hairs back into the locks. So he would just put the rubber bands up and down his locks all through his hair. And then over time, they're just stuck inside of the new growth and in the loose hairs. And in order for me to get them out, I had to take a seam ripper, some scissors, and my hands and just snip them out and pull the little pieces and snap them out as much as I could. And of course, the rubber bands were black and his hair was black too. So it was really hard to see through all of that matted mess. So please, by all means, I don't care what your texture is, what's going on. Don't use rubber bands. It's a nightmare. Glue. Don't ever use glue. Trying to glue locks back together is an absolute no-no. The only way you would ever use glue is if you would have a toupee or something where you would have to glue the lining down to your scalp with a, a very fine line. That's something that we would do in ball spot coverage. You don't want to use glue. That's terrible. That's a chemical if you've ever seen one. I've seen nail glue, weave glue, eyelash glue. 
I've even seen Elmer's glue. Um, I've seen the uh, crazy glue. It's just unbelievable. People use anything that they can to join their locks together to get the look that they're trying to get. Look, it's unacceptable. It's just unacceptable joining your locks together with glue. There's nothing else to say. String. String, again, is just not appropriate. It'll choke your hair out. Strands will start sticking out. It doesn't gel well with your lock hairs. It just doesn't. Don't use string. Another thing people use is synthetic hair. It's plastic. Using synthetic hair to repair your locks is just not appropriate. If you need to use hair at all, please use human hair and please use the same color as much as possible. And try to get the same texture too. If your hair is straight and fine, uh, you want to get straight and fine human hair or at least curly human hair so that you can infuse it in properly so that it's a seamless look. You don't want to use synthetic hair. It won't last long and it won't mat in properly with your locks. Now, one of the most popular tools that we can discuss is the interlocking tool. It's not just used for maintenance, but you can use it to start dreads. Um, you can use it to start the tiniest dreads like sister locks, or you can use it for thick, large dreads and straight hair textures. It's, it, they, it, the tool used to be used more for straight hair textures, and it really wasn't the interlocking tool that was used in the first place, but this technique was used for the straighter hair textures. It's not normally used today because of the instant locks, but it can be used. It just it just has a it leaves a braided appearance. So mostly it's used for maintenance if you're doing your interlock maintenance properly. They have tools called nappy lock locking tools, micro lock locking tools, the sister lock tightening tool as well. Those all tighten the locks from the root. These techniques do not use the palm roll method unless you're palm rolling the shaft of the lock up and down the lock. So either way, they're still all called interlocking tools because you're using them to bring the locks back through the root to force tighten. We also have something called a crochet tool. And this is mostly used for loose hair repair up and down the locks where you have all those loose hairs hanging out and you want to put them back in. That is what happened with the guy with the rubber bands. He wanted to keep his loose hairs down so that his locks would look neat throughout. Well, this is the tool that you would use, the crochet tool. It's very sharp when it's tiny. You can also use it to make instant locks. Um, they have different sizes, millimeters, 0 0.5, 0 0.75. But generally, it's used for maintenance. You have the latch hook. Now, the latch hook was used before the interlock maintenance and interlock starting tool. It's been used for many years, even though it's a carpet tool. That's really, really funny. But people have figured out how to take a carpet tool and use it to make locks. And it has been used all over the world, in the Caribbean, in the UK, in South Africa. I've seen it used everywhere. We've been using it as a staple for years. The interlock tool did not come until later. So the latch hook, it was very important to know how to use the latch hook to create 
a proper lock. We have the twist comb. Now, the twist comb is not only used to make starter locks, okay, but it's also used to retwist locks as well at the root during your maintenance period. The twist comb you use really for the coil method and starter locks. And it just creates those little Shirley Temple light curls in a neat fashion so that you can prepare your locks to go through the journey and start maturing in that in that coil like fashion. Um, I've seen locticians use the twist comb, but I've used my bare hands for the root twist and the palm roll, so I don't really use it for maintenance. I just use it for starting locks. You also have the beater tool. Now the beater tool looks similar to the interlocking tool. It's a similar maintenance format as the latch hook tool, but the beater tool is mostly used by white women for synthetic dreadlocks, single-ended dreadlocks. It's kind of difficult for us to use because the, the tip is kind of, kind of wobbly, I should say. It's not very sturdy for a person to use with kinky coarse or kinky soft hair. So the beater tool is excellent for the synthetic wool dreadlocks or uh, the regular synthetic hair dreadlocks that's made out of plastic in different colors and different textures and such. Yeah, that's a real good tool to use. Another tool that we have doesn't really look like a tool at all, but it is. It's the dread sponge. You can get that at the beauty supply store. It makes locks randomly by scrubbing in a circular fashion, kind of in one direction, and you achieve like space locks in a relaxed format. It's not parted, it's not spaced in a uniform fashion, but you can still see a pattern when you do it. It works best on people with hair that's one inch or two inches long. Um, you can quickly get locks that way and then from there you just maintain them by doing finger twists. So that's a really cool tool. It has little holes in the sponge. It's a really cool tool. And the, the holes are separated in a neat format so that when you press it against your scalp and rub, it rubs your locks into, into place. So that's pretty cool. It's a, a quick way to do it. I see the young boys use it all the time. I've never used it, um, but it's an awesome tool to hurry up and have some quick locks. Another tool that I'm interested in using, I've actually ordered it and looked it up. It's called the shampoo brush, and it cleans your dreadlocks and gets into your scalp really well and removes the buildup that can get inside of your dreads. This is something that is like a preventative measure. If you clean out your scalp really well during your maintenance periods and in between using this type of brush, I mean, I am really excited about it because I know that this type of brush, massaging the scalp in between the locks, stimulating your blood circulation, um, stimulating the hair follicle, I already know that it's going to reduce the hair breakage and damage because what's happening is you need something to get inside of those lock shafts in, at the root. It's really, sometimes it's really hard to scrub during shampoo with your nails and, and to pick up some of those dead cells and flakes to prevent dandruff. So this type of tool, after doing the research, I really feel like using this brush will help you out with the buildup and the dandruff. 
So that's another tool that is not really discussed often because I think it's rather new. But I already swear by it, and I don't care what anybody thinks. I already can tell that it works. So those are the tools that I wanted to share with you because it's important for you to understand the different maintenance techniques. If you're struggling with what you're doing now, you may want to move on to something else. And just knowing these tools will help you decide whether you want to move on and ask your loctician if it's right for you and your hair texture. So... That completes this session. I know it was a rather short session, but there aren't many tools out here that have been invented for dreadlocks. So I hope that you got a good understanding. I'm going to throw these tools on YouTube as well so you can see them firsthand and get a better understanding. If you are looking for any lock services in the Detroit area, I am here to service you. Yesha Nashim L. You can quickly text me anytime at 313-444-3002. And if I am not working on a head, and believe me, I can be working on a head at any time, I'd be more than glad to respond to your text message and provide you a quote. If you're looking for training, our first set of classes for permanent lock extensions for 2021 starts in February. We have Monday through Wednesday sessions from 5 to 9 p.m. And the class is only $1,500. That's the price of one lock client, a lock extension client. If you pay up front, you get $300 off. But we also offer financing and a down payment plan. You can also call me for that as well at 313-444-3002 or visit www everybodyslocks.com and that's L-O-C-S everybodyslocks.com Thank you for listening in and this completes this episode. You are listening to The Truth About Locks. Mm-hmm.